0: Together we proclaim the good news of Easter Sunday Christ is risen He is risen indeed Hallelujah The grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you Let's turn and greet one another We welcome you to Laguna Presbyterian Church and especially if you're visiting with us today we are so glad that you are here with us In each one of the pews near the center aisle there is a friendship pad it's a black folder and we'd love to have you fill it out and let us know that you're here with us and then pass it down the row so that other people can get a chance to fill it out, too. Um, inside of your bulletin, you'll see that we have an announcement sheet, our connections. Uh, our preschool's fundraiser is this Tuesday night. They would love to have you stop by. It's the open house night, too. You can see some of what they're doing. Um, they are celebrating 55 years of being here in the midst of Laguna Beach. Also, this Thursday is National Day of Prayer. You can see information about the prayer breakfast that it will be down at the hospital and also some other activities that very same day is also of course art walk first thursday and art walk will be in our rose garden this thursday Um, also next sunday is mother's day and the deacons invite you to join them in the rose garden for strawberries and cream and coffee after the services next sunday morning it's also an opportunity to become a sponsor For one of the children who live in the Tumaini Children's Home in Kenya. We have about 100 children that we're hoping to be able to sponsor on Mother's Day. That is next Sunday. Also, you can see that Girls Go Gourmet is beginning to sign up. That's an evening of fun for women to get to know one another. It's a cooking lesson, but it's also just a good night to be able to hang out and meet other women in the church so if you're hoping to meet new people that's a good chance to be able to do it they are signing up out there today too our third friday group invites you to join them for a potluck and to hear about a ministry to haiti some of the recovery from the earthquake in haiti and that will be on may 20th you can see also that our children's programs for the summer are signing up you can sign up online for vacation bible school and for H2O for the summer. Also, we have a new women's Bible study that's on Wednesday mornings, beginning in a couple of weeks, and you can sign up for that. Judy Bell is leading that. That is going to be about the book of James, which will be a good complement to 1 Peter, which we are preaching through right now. Um, Also, the Red Cross blood drive is taking volunteers to give blood or to help with the blood drive. Uh, Also, the flowers today are in celebration of anniversary for Pamela and Josh Cooper. Pamela, where are you? Congratulations. Congratulations. 20 years. Let's turn our hearts to the Lord.
1: Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. Lord, may the light of your kingdom shine into our hearts this morning. May we know the presence and the power of the Holy One, whose glory settled in Jesus Christ and dwelt amongst us. We praise him and we thank you, Lord, for the light of heaven that shines into this church and into each one of our lives. May you be glorified as we worship you
2: in your name. Amen. Please join me for our call to worship. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven.
3: God destined us for adoption, as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved.
2: For once you were in darkness, but now in the Lord you are light.
3: We are called to live as children of light, and the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and
2: true. Amen. Let us stand and worship the Lord.
3: be seated as we continue with Psalm 42.
0: calls us to tell the truth about ourselves to the Lord this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all if we say we have fellowship with him while we are walking in the darkness we lie and do not do what is true but if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light we have fellowship with one another And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And so let us pray responsively. Father in heaven, we thank you that you have led us into the light. We thank you for sending the Savior to call us from death to life. We We confess confess that that we we were dead in sin before we heard his call. But when we we heard him, him, like Lazarus, Lazarus, we we arose. But, O Father, the grave clothes bind us still, old habits that we cannot throw off, old customs that are so much a part of our lives that we are helpless to live the new life that Christ calls us to live. Give us strength, O Father, to break the bonds. Give us courage to live a new life in you. Give us faith to believe that with your help we cannot fail fail. all this we ask in the name of the savior who has taught us to come to you and so in the silence we do come and bring to you our hearts we pray through Christ our Savior. Amen. Friends, here are the words that you may trust. Words that, are, that merit full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. To all who confess their sins and resolve to live a new life, he says, your sins are forgiven. He also says, follow me. To the one who rules, rules all worlds, worlds Immortal, immortal, invisible, the, the only, only God, God, the honor, honor and, and glory forever and, forever and ever. Amen.
1: Robert Hilberger Jr. is coming to be baptized this morning. He and his wife, Gina, uh, have come to us from Western New York State, and we are welcoming them this morning into the fellowship and membership of our church. Robert never been baptized, so today is the day, Robert, and what a meaningful experience for your children to see you baptized into Christ. Hear the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, And lo, I am with you to the close of the age. Obeying the word of our Lord Jesus Christ and sure of his presence with us, we baptize those whom he has called to be his own. In the waters of baptism, we are initiated into Christ and to the covenant family of God. The promises of God rest upon us, and God pledges and promises to be with us In that long journey of spiritual transformation as we grow up into the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, along the way we die to sin in order to come alive in the fullness of life of what God intended us to be from the very beginning, we give thanks to God for the sacraments of the church, and each time we see a baptism in the church We renew our own baptismal vows, so you stand with Robert this morning and his family in this very important event in their life. I ask you, Robert, do you confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord? Do you intend to be his disciple, to obey his word, and to show his love? And will you be a faithful member of this congregation, giving of yourself in every way, and will you seek the fellowship of the church wherever you may be? Our Lord Jesus Christ ordered us to teach those who are baptized, to pledge ourselves to standing with them and helping them and they helping us to grow up into the fullness of life. Do You, the people of the church, promise to tell this disciple the good news of the gospel, to help him know all that Christ commands And by your fellowship, to strengthen his ties with the household of God. If you do, will you please say, We do? Let us pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have taken the initiative to call us into right relationship with you. You place your love upon us, you give us the sign of baptism that bears witness to the great truth that we belong to you in life and in death and that nothing can separate us from your love. As we baptize with water, baptize us with Holy Spirit, so that what we say may be your word, and what we do may be your work. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. And Robert Allen Hilbsberger, Jr., I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for your call upon this disciple. May he know the fullness of your assurance of love in this moment. And may this connection with your church, the body of Christ here in Laguna Beach, be a source of nurture and strength for he and his family. Bless him as he parents. And uh, bless his family. Protect and guide them, we ask. And all of us together, your people, We pray in your name. Amen. See what love the Father has given to us, that we should be called the children of God, the children of light. And so we are. God bless you, Robert. We welcome you into the fellowship of the church. And here is your baptismal certificate. I hope you'll value this as much as your American passport. (laughs) Because it signifies that you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. to open your New Testament to, first to James chapter 1, which comes right before First Peter, and then we will move to First Peter. But James 1, on your page 229 in the New Testament, James 1, verse 12. James written by the brother of our Lord Jesus. Verse 12, blessed is anyone who endures temptation, such a one has stood the test will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love Him. No one when tempted should say, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and He Himself tempts no one. But one is tempted by one's own desire, being lured and enticed by it. And then when that desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And that sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my beloved. Every generous gift of giving with every perfect gift is from above, above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. And in chapter 4 of James, These, those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and do not have it, so you commit murder. And you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. Adulterers, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you suppose... That it is for nothing that the Scripture says God yearns jealousy for the spirit that He has made to dwell in us, but He gives all the more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And in First Peter, chapter two, verse nine, Peter's words to the church. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and exiles to abstain from the desires of the flesh that wage war against the soul. Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles so that though they malign you as evildoers, they may see your honorable deeds and glorify God when he comes to judge. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength, our rock, our Redeemer. For it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. That's Wednesday morning. It was a little bit different kind of a Bible study that we did. The group was very quiet. I said to a small group afterwards, was I simply not connecting with the group this morning? Or was I simply depressing them? And they thought for a moment, and one of the members of the class said, no, what coming to this Bible study has become for me is a therapy session. I hadn't exactly intended it that way, but she said what was happening was a pondering, a turning inward, for the Scripture was interpreting their inner lives.
4: And I thought to myself, how
1: true this is. The writer of the book of Hebrews says, The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged soul, dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and before him, all the thoughts of the human heart are opened up. There is no place to hide in the presence of the living God. Though we fly to the ends of the earth, we cannot escape the God who created us, who knows us, who loves us, who claims us, who looks with his piercing eye into the depths of our soul and knows every word and thought before
4: we even speak.
1: That can be somewhat intimidating. To think that our lives are open books before God. I don't know about you, but I have inner voices. They don't tell me that I'm God. But I have great compassion for, for people who hear inner voices and who say crazy things are things that are troubling who don't seem to have a filter in their brain to filter out what it is they are thinking, so it just pops right out there and reveals what is in the heart. Years ago when I was in seminary, I would sit in the library exegeting a Greek and New Testament text and writing down notes and Doing all the things that that a religious person ought to do while at the same time I found my mind multitasking. Straying with daydreams or nightdreams or all kinds of suggestions or playing upon that inner dimension of myself. And I thought to myself, and I still struggle with this to a certain degree, how is it? that my mind can be focused in one direction, but suddenly I find myself having lost focus and drifting off in a different direction, listening to those inner desires, ambitions, lusts. I can drive down the freeway, attending to the road, driving through the canyon, hands on the steering wheel all the time, I'm focused on a conversation with you, with members of the
4: congregation.
1: I often wonder what really is going through your mind while I'm preaching on Sunday morning. (laughs) You might even be surprised what's going on in my mind. (laughs) Reading one of John Irving's newest books, called *Avenue of Mysteries*, and it's kind of an amazing story. I don't recommend it; it's kind of pornographic. But it's a story about a boy and a girl who are brother and sister, who live and support themselves off of one of the burning dumps in a Mexican city.
4: And what drew me to
1: the book was I read a review of it that Juan Diego, the boy, would find paperback novels in the burning fires are thrown away, and he would take them out and try to read them, and they were in English, and he taught himself English
4: from those books And he grew up to become a famous novelist
1: teaching at the Iowa Writing School. And the book was really about the power of the human word and imagination. His younger sister, there was something missing in her brain. She had been identified as a fortune teller, and she would see people... And she would just say right up front to them what exactly she saw in them and heard in them. Uh, the good news was that she could not speak the language that anyone could understand. But Juan Diego could interpret his sister, and he had to constantly function as a filter. story is really about the inner and the outer life and what the sister could say if the if those who had been able who had heard and could understand and interpret could really understand what she was saying it, it was devastating
4: we all have that inner life and when we come into the presence of god
1: and especially when we open the book And read the Scripture. We may find ourselves being interpreted. One person said that so often we take the book of the Bible, we put it on the operating table, and we preserve our own mastery and sovereignty over that word, and it says what we want it to say. And it's intended to operate just the opposite. It wants to get us on the table and interpret our lives. And it does so. And sometimes, oftentimes, it interprets to us the depths of the human heart problem that every one of us has. This is what Peter's talking about. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and exiles to abstain from the desires of the flesh that wage war against your soul. You know you got a soul? Pastors used to, in the Reformed tradition, would do pastoral visitations. And the purpose of that visitation was to ask each of their members, how's your soul? Where are you in relationship with God? I don't know about you, but it's been a long time since I've asked that question of any of you, because it could be intimidating, could be invasive, who knows, because there is a lot going on inside of our inner hearts. There is a warfare. There are dimensions of ourselves that are divided and are waging war against our souls. Jesus said, do not be afraid of someone who can kill the body, but be afraid of someone who can kill both body and soul. God loves your soul. And the spirit of the living God has come to dwell in your soul. And the problems that we have is that inner tension between the desires of that old human nature that's in every one of us and the deep desires created by the Holy Spirit in our lives. And unless we bring some understanding and confession and awareness of who we are, John Calvin said, the knowledge of God always leads to the knowledge of self, and the knowledge of self leads always to the knowledge of God. There's a video that's uh, running wild on social media. It was produced by Fuller Seminary. It just came out this last week. Produced by Fuller Studios. And it's about a 20-minute piece. Beth posted it on the eConnections this week. I hope you will all watch it because it's of a conversation with uh, Bono, uh, the the lead singer in the Irish band U2, and Eugene Peterson, who translated the message. Long before they knew each other, Bono had discovered Peterson's translation of the Psalms in the message. And it had so impacted it him because he said it spoke his language, it interpreted the Hebrew language in all of its power. And he began to read and to pray those psalms and and the band would pray the psalms before they would go out to to sing before the multitudes and one can only imagine the temptations and the struggles with all that adulation of being one of the famous rock bands in the world. He tried to see Peterson. Peterson confessed, I was more involved with Isaiah than I was with Bono. He got invited to a, one of Bono's rock concerts. He was well taken care of, best seat in the house. And suddenly he realized what was happening because in an interview in Rolling Stones magazine, Bono had shared the impact of the Psalms upon his own inner life. He said, praying those psalms and ending every concert with Psalm 40 had kept him sane. Because he found the prayers of Israel to be so honest and open and revealing of the human heart and its condition. That he found himself being strengthened and transformed from within. And I would add my own testimony to that. In the early 1990s experienced my own inner life in chaos I realized if I was going to survive in the ministry I needed to learn how to pray and develop a spiritual life that could sustain my life. And I enrolled in a doctor of ministry program at Fuller Theological Seminary held at a retreat center nearby and it was called Spirituality and Ministry and it was led by Eugene Peterson and his wife, Jan. And it was about the Psalms. And he taught us to pray. He said, you're not going to survive in the ministry. I barely survived in the ministry, and the pressures of the ministry drove me to the Psalms. And I learned that I could pray five Psalms a day, over 30 days, and pray all 150 psalms in one month's time. And then to start again from 1990, that's been the daily spiritual rule of my life, is to pray the psalms and to do theological reflection about other passages of Scripture. I'm not lifting up myself as some sort of paragon of virtue. I'm just telling you what's kept me sane What I learned when I was a sophomore in college, how can a young man keep his way pure from Psalm 119? By taking heed thereto according to your word. Your word I have hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. Praying the scriptures that has made all the difference in bringing illumination to what is really going on in my life. They are so honest. And I've learned I need not be afraid of ever offending God by whatever I may be thinking and feeling. He's heard it all before. It's what N.T. Wright talks about in his book, After We Believe, or After You Believe, why Christian character matters. He told a story about Chesley Sullenberger that you've heard before. He was the airline pilot who took off out of LaGuardia Airport and the plane flew into a flock of geese and it put out the engines on the Airbus. And instantaneously, without thinking, he had to decide what he would do. Would he land that plane on a freeway, crash it into the buildings of Brooklyn? Or would he find some way to
4: land in the Hudson River? And
1: instantaneously, he drew upon the habits of his heart, of self-giving love and wisdom, and he flew that plane around and landed it not with its nose down, but just even so, and in the flow of the river, and landed it there and saved an airliner full of people. He didn't have to go to the rule book to read the instructions. His life had been shaped and formed by the habits of his heart through years of training, so that when the trial, came into his life, he responded. And that's the way God intends it to be in our lives, to be so soaked in Scripture and in the big story of Scripture, to, to be involved in that what he called the virtuous circle of Scripture and story in which we find ourselves, the story of God and the story of God's people. And find our lives interpreted and shaped and formed and transformed by word and spirit. For it's in that circle we, we discover many examples of men and women whose lives have been shaped and formed. And that shaping and spiritual formation has seen them through difficult circumstances of sickness and Relationship problems in marriages and divorces and marriages and difficult children. Think about the people that we encounter in the biblical story from Moses the murderer to David the adulterer to Saul, the man who was filled with envy, to Jeremiah, who spent his life in prison because he spoke the truth, to Jesus who struggled in the wilderness and in moments of temptation was able to draw upon his knowledge and commitment to the word of God that shaped and formed his life. The habits of his heart were true and trustworthy. He knew what it meant to trust God because he knew God's word. The apostle Paul who was a murderer, a blasphemer, a persecutor, a man of violence but who experienced the grace of God that overflowed for him. And even though he had a thorn in the flesh that incapacitated him, he doesn't say what it was. He learned that God's grace was sufficient to sustain his life in those difficult circumstances. And Peter, with all of his failures, so that when he wrote, I loved I urge you, as aliens and exiles, those who are in the world but not of the world, abstain from the desires of the flesh that wage war against your soul. It's in the community of word and spirit, of sacrament of baptism in the Lord's table and in the fellowship and service of the church, that the habits of the heart are formed. And we're given that inner strength to know who we are as children of God. As Lewis said, we wake up every morning and as Christians we pretend. We say the Lord's prayer, our Father who art in heaven. Our Father, there's so much in me that really is not a reflection of belonging to God, but we say it and and we're pretending to be sons of God. And the most interesting thing about it of all is that God pretends that we are his children. He knows we're imperfect. But over a lifetime of clothing ourselves as Christ, of dressing up as Christ, we become like Christ. And the more we become like Christ, the more we become who we are, as God intended us to be. This is not a negative word from Peter or James or Paul. It ought not to be depressing. It simply tells us the truth and points the way to life. And what happens when a whole community of people, the children of light, are walking in the light and living the light? What happens in the surrounding world when the Gentiles begin to see They give glory to God, even though they may speak with words of malice about you. They give glory for the light that they
4: see within you at the same time. So how's your soul this morning? My soul's tired this morning, after the two funerals yesterday but it's also alive and active
1: with the awareness of what a community we live in here. And the sort of honesty and integrity that was reflected in those services from the families who had lost loved ones. Speaking the truth in love, comforting one another, laughing and crying, building one another up, encouraging one another with these words. Thanks be to God. Join with me in our affirmation of faith. Please stand. We read responsively. God holds this world in sovereign love. He kept his promise, sending Jesus into the world. He poured out his spirit and broadcast his news that sinners who repent and believe in Jesus can live and breathe and move again as members of the family of God. We We rejoice in in the goodness of God, God, renounce the the works works of darkness, and and dedicate dedicate ourselves ourselves to holy living. living. As covenant partners, called to faithful obedience and set free for joyful praise. We offer our hearts and lives to do God's work in his world. With tempered impatience, eager to see injustice ended, we expect the day of the Lord. And And we we are confident confident that 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 the light that shines in in the the present present darkness. darkness will we'll fill the, the earth, earth when, when Christ, Christ appears. Come, Lord, Jesus. Our, Lord Jesus, our world belongs to you. Amen. You may be seated as we receive our morning offering.
3: O oh, church, arise and put your armor on hear the call of christ our captain for now the weak can say that they are strong in the strength that god has given We shield of faith Out to those in darkness, are called to war to love the captive soul, but to rage against the captor, and with the sword that makes the cross, where love and mercy meet, as the Son of God is stricken, then see his foes lie crushed beneath his feet, for the conqueror has risen, and as the stone Strengthen every stride, give grace for every hurdle, that we may run with faith to win the prize of a servant good and faithful.
2: Let us pray. Holy Father, you commanded light to shine out of darkness, created the vast universe and called it good. You made us in your image to live and move and have our being. You gave us the breath of life. We thank you for revealing your glory, the glory of your Son, Jesus Christ, and of the Holy Spirit, for your word that guides us into your truth and salvation, for your grace that blesses us with love and peace especially in these times, open our eyes to each other and to all our brothers and sisters, especially the poor, the oppressed, and the alienated. Give us hearts that are ready and able to make a difference for good in the lives of others. To a world that's hostile and living in fear, we pray your love, justice, and peace may come. Lord, accept this offering that we give you as a sign of our obedience and bless our effort as we seek to be faithful for the sake and glory of Jesus Christ the one who taught us to pray saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
1: Christ in you, the hope of glory. If anyone is in Christ, they are new creations. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That is the good news as we go forth into this world. To walk in the light, knowing that there is still much within us that needs to be transformed, but that God is at work, and he loves us and forgives us and empowers us until the day comes when we are like him in the fullness of life. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.